Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And we made an executive decision to change the topic of today's episode in light of a number of things. And we'll discuss what we're discussing, which is just about everything in a little bit. But before we get in to the heart of the podcast, we'd like to remind you that you can always find us outside of the podcast on TikTok and Instagram. We are at Megan and Wendy in both places. And you can hop into our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. And before I read our email address here, I'm just going to say, Megan, I just noticed you you led with TikTok. And instead, you usually say you can find us on Instagram or whatever. But uh, now, TikTok. And TikTok. Instagram. They're both there. And, you know, we're... <clears throat> I'm not going to say we're because Megan's all over TikTok. So she makes all the videos over there and they're good. And, you should go And every watch once in a while, Wendy throws in like a, a, a sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> Never my face, though, ever. It's no. always of something. Yeah. Of something. Anyway, you can always email us at Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. While we've been on vacation ish here, we still read our emails. So send them away. Speaking of emails, I've had I have two I'd like to share. One is a response to our summer food episode. Was it meal planning? Yes, summer meal okay. planning. Okay, um, cool, cool. And it's from Jennifer, and she has a pizza dough on the grill tip. And she says, "Oh, Trader Joe's pizza dough on the grill is amazing. The trick is to preheat the grill to four hundred degrees. Cut the dough into fourths and roll out." Put directly on a hot grill for three minutes, bring it in, put the toppings and sauce on the grilled side, and then grill again for three to five minutes. I'm still scared that dough is just going to sink right into those grates. Well, I can tell you that I have firsthand witnessed <gasps> this method at her home, and it worked delicious. And I haven't tried it on my own grill, but I have uh. watched Jennifer do it at her house, and there were no pizza dough casualties. Uh, <laughs> she says, we grill extra dough just on one side for three minutes and freeze them for an easy pizza dinner the next week. Oh, that is a hot tip. Next is from Lisa in response to our summer budgeting episode. And I would like to start with, she says... Me again. I enjoy your podcast so much. I could send an email after every one, but that would be weird. I mean, not for me. Not weird. Send them away. <laughs> send multiples if you want to. It's okay. I loved hearing how Megan does her budgeting. I used to pay all the bills at the beginning of each month, which quickly took everything I had, and then just use credit cards the rest of the month. Big mistake. My husband and I got tired of living that way, so in January of 2019, we cut up all the credit cards and made a budget. We stuck with it and paid off $173,202 in debt in 29 months. Dang. That's two, two and a half years. That's very good, right? Amazing. That's so cool. We are now debt free except the house and we will never go down that road again. <gasps> wow. A budget is so freeing. I know people hear budget and think restrictive, but it's the opposite. We budget things like car repairs, vacations, Christmas, major home purchases, and that money goes into our savings. We also budget monthly expenses, grocery, restaurant, pool upkeep, gasoline, minor car and house needs, and that money stays in the checking account. But each category has an allowed amount. I base that on past months so I know how much we need and what to expect. If we want something else, we budget for it. We also have an HSA account that has money saved for medical issues. It's amazing when something comes up like our car registrations and we have money already set aside for that. All those things used to go on credit cards. 
Well, I have a question. She said like car repairs. Like how do you budget for car repairs? I just had to like put a new tire on my car that I was not, you know, anticipating. Right. And so what happens when you have to spend like, you know, I don't know how many, how $200 on a new car tire? She doesn't specifically break down her numbers. So I don't know if they are like putting in a certain amount that they're setting aside for car repairs. For us, we like when we're putting money into our savings account, like that's what it's there for is mm-hmm. things like non monthly expenses. Like she said, car registration, homeowners insurance. So when that bill comes once a year, you're not like, oh, crap, I don't have the money to pay this. Like it's sitting there waiting for you. Yeah. And then for surprise things like car repairs, I will say that we used to and I mentioned this on the budgeting podcast. We used to have multiple savings accounts like we used to have a vacation savings and a Christmas savings and a like non monthly bill savings. And now we don't do that. We just put it all in one place because we trust ourselves to use it wisely. Mm -hmm. But She also goes on to say, Wendy asked if those savings accounts have fees, but if you check with your bank, there are many ways to avoid them. Keep them in balance, write at least seven checks, have automatic monthly deposit, et cetera. Um, And I think typically savings accounts are free. It's checking accounts where you're going to sometimes run into a fee, and there are often ways to avoid them. But, like, here's my call for a credit union. If you qualify for one, look into it because they're amazing. Those are such good tips. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm just like, you know, I still haven't quite... It still feels restrictive to you. It it feels overwhelming to me. Yeah. You know, that's not restrictive. Overwhelming Mm -hmm. is what... I can't even like get it I want to say like lasso. I can't lasso it all up and like look at. I just it's uh, it feels like a year long project for me. Like, sorry, I can't podcast because I'm working on our budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, moving on. We um, would like to encourage you to leave reviews of the podcast. We love your reviews. It is how other people find our podcast unless you tell them about it, which we love it when you do that, too. The best place to leave a review is in the Apple podcast system, although you can also leave them on Spotify now as well. Wendy has a blog post all about how to write a review in the Apple podcast system that we, we, she will link in our show notes. I take credit for that as if I have anything to do with it. I just (laughs) mention things that are going to be in the show notes and they magically appear. I'm just writing down in my notes app right now that I (laughs) don't forget to add that. And it can always be found on our website, Megan and Wendy. I'm just going to read a review. One says, every time I listen to Long Story Short with Megan and Wendy, I feel like I've just had a visit with dear friends. What they discuss what they discuss is relatable, engaging, and entertaining, and just plain easy to listen to. This is one of my go-to podcasts to listen to on my morning walk. That makes me so happy because I have, like, my go-to podcast that I listen to, so it makes me happy knowing that, like... Somebody thinks that our podcast is that. You know what I mean? Yes. I want to be your morning walk podcast. That's my Um, elevator pitch. Hey, that's a good one. Please leave us reviews. We love them. Moving on. Mm -hmm. We have had episodes drop in the last week. And if you listened to our Hallmark episode last week, I was fired up. But last week's regular Tuesday episode was pre-recorded. And it was recorded while the world was on fire, but not quite as... Flamey as it is now. 
You, you mean before we became second class citizens? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. I'm just clarifying. <laughs> yes, thank you. I have a question for you, and I wonder if you experienced this in the same way I did. When I think about my life as a whole, I can pinpoint days in my life where the way I view the world or the way I view people has changed. Mm, mm -hmm. Things that I believe to be true, even if I wasn't thinking about them daily, were challenged. Mm -hmm. For example, September 11th, 2001 is one of those days for me. November 2016 is one of those moments. When I was a child, we had a family friend who was murdered. So I have personal moments in there that weren't collectively experienced by the world. And I felt like when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, that was another one of those moments for me. Interesting. Like it just left a big scar on you. I just big don't wound. know why I was surprised. Uh, uh, you know, that's interesting because I think when I think of Roe versus Wade over the last, since I was 18, let's say, mm -hmm. like I, I was always like, that's never going to be overturned. Like, that seems protected. Who would do that? Who would take these rights away? And I think, like, earlier this month when or whenever the leak came out, I was like, ooh, that's terrible. Like, is that really going to happen? No, mm -hmm. that can't really happen. That can't really happen. And then it happened. And when I found out, I was sitting in the airport and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I was surprised as well. So I, you're not alone in that. It is interesting experiencing this in the way we've experienced major events for the last number of years with immediate access to social media and immediate access to other people's reactions. And I've seen something happen with this decision that I haven't seen happen on this scale with other major events of the past, let's say, two years. And that is people are on social media, specifically, I would say, Instagram and TikTok, are blatantly calling out those with the presence who have not made a statement. Oh, go ahead. In their comments, in DMs. Now, this has definitely been something, as I said, over the past several years where a major event will happen. People will continue to post links to their favorite genes. Mm -hmm. Not a word is said. And in the back of my mind, I think, well, that silence speaks very loudly. Mm, okay. But... I have had some conflicting feelings about this. My thought is, one, yes, we should speak up. My thought is, two, does everyone who has a social media platform have a responsibility to say something and state how they feel? Because some of the people that I have seen called out are people in marginalized populations and have made responses like, look, I needed to grieve this decision before I made a public statement about it or I don't know what about everything else I've said would lead you to believe I feel any other way than devastated by this decision. And in those moments, I feel like, yeah, maybe we give people a minute because mm -hmm. the attacks and it's not just saying like, I'm curious how you feel. It's saying your silence is deafening and I'm devastated by your decision to remain silent on this. And so I've had this feeling of, does everyone have a responsibility to speak about everything that happens? And then I saw an Instagram story from Jamie B. Golden, who is the co-host of the Popcast podcast. There were several slides, but at towards the end, she says, 
This is a complex, nuanced conversation I'm having with folks face-to-face who I know and trust. But I thought of the words of Ellie Weissel, quote, silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented, end quote. So here I am not being silent. Hmm. I'm conflicted, too. Like, I feel like just because, like you said, just because you have a platform, do you have to be... outwardly vocal on it about these things. I think it's okay if you are grieving or you need a minute to process it or find the right words. I do believe, like I saw, I think I saw a Facebook post in one of the groups I belong in and it said like, can someone point me to an influencer who is sharing links to their favorite jeans, but also pissed off about this Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, they were only, or I don't want to say only following, but they were only seeing like business as usual. Mm -hmm. And my impression of that is saying influencer maybe doesn't want to rock the boat and lose some of their followers. So then they say nothing at all. Uh, it's a it's a weird situation, I think, to be in in this day and time on social media, having to feel like you have to say something about something and still conduct a business. I, I don't know. It's it's real messy. Sometimes I feel like there are so many voices saying what I feel that you don't need to voice, add to it. Well, it becomes noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I'm not necessarily offering a unique perspective. For me, it uh like you said, like it it doesn't affect me personally. I am a 47-year-old woman who does not have ovaries anymore, so yeah, the likelihood of getting pregnant is nil. <laughs> However, it is beyond abortion to me. It pisses me off that someone thinks that me as a human cannot make a decision about my own health. Yes, agree. 100%. That's it. It just makes me so mad. And I will say that I had this moment the other night. I was thinking like how how I've been so privileged for 47 years and haven't had to worry about this. And then I think about marginalized people, people of color who feel like this every day, who have Mm. felt like this every day of their lives and continue to feel like this. And it pisses me off. When I think about, is my making a statement going to change the heart and mind of anybody who feels very strongly that this was a good decision? I feel pretty strongly that the answer is no. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like it is important for people to hear that they're not alone for people whom this affects deeply. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot. It, it is definitely a lot. And I was like, and what's next? Like, this is not the end of the line here, right? Are they going to take away my rights to vote? Are they going to make gay marriage illegal? What's, what's going to happen? a very valid fear. Can I tell you something I was really pissed off about? Oh, please. Right after the decision last weekend, I started getting texts from the Democratic Party. Oh, asking you for money? It really chapped my hide. Yeah, like I did my job. (laughs) Yeah. 
I was like, what's $5 going to do from me, dude? Lefted you. I have voted. (laughs) I donated. I text banked for the Biden campaign and got yelled at by people via text message. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I have started to see like some voices in on uh, Instagram and TikTok talk about it too. So I was like, oh, good. I wasn't just having like a regular reaction to it. <laughs> Other people were pissed off about it too. Well, because it's easy to feel helpless because we do not directly elect the Supreme Court justices, but we do elect the people who confirm them. And it yeah, did feel like, like I've already I've already done this. Yeah, exactly. This doesn't mean that I'm just gonna like roll over. No. One way that I like to help, it makes me feel a little bit in control, is I do those postcards for voters. Oh, yes. And it's such an easy way. And I'll leave a link in our show notes. Like, you you just sign up. They'll send you 20 addresses. You write postcards to states that have what's the word i'm looking for where they have like a like close elections close races yeah like where they have like elections on the line or whatever yes. yes and you encourage voters to to vote early and vote from home and that helps me feel like i am doing something still like that i can contribute somehow can, can i ask you a dumb question yeah where are you getting your postcards oh well I bought a whole bunch on Etsy, actually. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to help some small businesses out there. It's a double win right there. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I just ordered a whole bunch of them. And 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 the organization, they want to, they want you to keep it, like, real neutral. They want, like, a postcard that is friendly. They don't want some, like, angry message, like, you know. They want you uh, encouraging voting the end. Exactly. Yes. So, like, you know, I just bought some cute, like, postcards somebody designed and waiting for them from Etsy, so... I will yeah. uh, Love it. be writing those, you know, this summer. Flippable seats, I think, may have been the words we were going for. That's it. Okay. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so finally, I just want to ask you, I know that you have been sharing on our Instagram, Emily in your phone. Yeah. Is that her name? Is that her handle? She's got really great, like, daily takeaways. This is what you can do today if you're looking to help. So either follow us because Megan's sharing that stuff or check out Emily and your phone on Instagram. And she's got great information there. Yes. Actionable steps that you can take other than just like stomping around and being angry at uh, the world around you. In our Facebook group and our, I, I just, I started a like thread earlier this week. I was like, let's just like, let's just complain rapid fire complaints, what you're pissed off about. And I was actually very like happy that people were like it was all over the place it was like my bored kids at home are driving me crazy gas prices are too high like it was all over the place I was like we just needed an outlet to be pissed off about things and let it out and speaking of that we're going to take a page from our own book Yes, we are. And do that right here. (laughs) It feels good sometimes. I did this on Instagram. You may have seen it. People listening may have seen. I had a complaint about something that was not really a big deal, but it was bugging me. And I complained about it. And then I said, please tell me your, like, not life shattering, but super annoying complaints via DM. And a lot of these were things that people weren't going to say publicly for one reason or another. And it was so great. And I got to be like, yes, that's really effing annoying. I am on your side. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Do you want to start? No, you go. Okay. <laughs> First off, my skin. I think it's a, a result of bad vacation skincare. Like I got lazy and I 
whatever, my skin is breaking out. It's making me mad. And when this happens, I feel completely out of control. Mm-hmm. Like if there's any part of my life that feels like it's not quite headed in the right direction, my skin going haywire just like completely exacerbates that feeling because it's like a slow process to get it back on track. Mm-hmm. So I'm just doing the things, but I find it super annoying. Next up, summer laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had completely forgotten how absolutely consuming summer laundry is. And let me be very clear, it is for a very privileged and ultimately positive reason because we're spending a lot of time in the pool. My kids are changing their clothes multiple times a day. There's towels everywhere, right? This is good, but the laundry is nonstop. We came home from vacation. I did laundry for two days because we had piled up laundry plus all of our vacation laundry. And of course, oh, I had laundry from going on vacation and from swimming in my pool. I'm I get it, but the laundry is bonkers. Okay, I have a quick question before you move on. Sure. Did you use the laundry in your Airbnb on vacation? So the reason Wendy asks is, I talked about this on Instagram, but not on the podcast. Prior to going on our vacation, we got a message from the homeowner at our vacation rental who said, like, take short showers and only use the laundry if it's an emergency because we're on a septic tank. And I'll admit that I didn't actually know what that meant. I had heard it. I knew a septic tank was like a, you know, wastewater situation, but I didn't really know how they worked and I could have Googled it, but it was much easier to have people drop in my Instagram DMs and be like, that just means that it fills up and they have to have it emptied. And they're just trying to not have to do it more frequently than they would like to, but this isn't really on you. Like, yeah, use the house. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm from California. Like, I'm not taking 30 minute showers. I can conserve water, but also I rented a house that listed a washer and dryer in the listing because sometimes it's nice to do laundry on vacation so you don't have to pack your entire closet. Exactly. I didn't do laundry only <gasps> because, not because I was afraid to, but because we did so little on this vacation that I just found myself like pulling on the same sweatpants multiple days in a row. Uh, okay. That I went home with unworn clothes. But I, I didn't not do laundry because I was afraid of the septic tank police. And now, did you write a review on Airbnb about this request? I did not include that in my review. Because my husband really wants to go back there next summer. Oh, <laughs> so it was an enjoyable experience. So you didn't want to ruin your standing with them, huh? Correct. I did not want to get a negative review myself. All right, moving on. Next up is teenagers. And this is not like, oh, teenagers are annoying. This is a, as the parent of a 12 and 15 year old, and I think this feeling is exacerbated by summer. I am having a lot of feelings of like, A, my time is running out, and B, like, am I doing this right? And is this going to be the moment they remember as an adult where I, like, disappointed them or broke (sighs) their heart? And parenting teenagers who will become young adults is not without consequences on them. And I hate when they're upset or sad or mad, but also the solution is, like, not to address the issue that's happening because then that just creates these, like, entitled monsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I worry about that. And then also, our summers are pretty mellow for my kids. Like, I know a lot of kids are in sports or they have jobs or they're in summer school and they're really busy. And my kids are not really busy. And I am a firm believer that there are a lot of right ways to do things. And I find myself wondering if, like, I've chosen one of the wrong ones. 
And if I step back, I don't think having like a sleep in, hang out, maybe be a little bored summer is a terrible thing. But when I'm living it, I do worry a little bit that I've ruined my children. I, I mean, honestly, if you look back, can you remember any particular summer as a child that was remarkable? No, no. And I was not busy. You know, like when we were kids, we did not like. No, we sat around and watched TV all day long. Yeah. Like maybe I went to like a week of a day camp. Mm-hmm. And I know if that we were, if my kids were in summer school or they had jobs or they were in all like multiple back to back camps for whatever reason, I would find that frustrating too. Mm-hmm. I just get in my head. And the last thing is feeling a lot of envy. Oh, tell me. You know, just when I see, this is not a nice thing to admit out loud. This is the kind of thing like you and I should keep between ourselves. But <laughs> just like sometimes when I see someone's success, like I'm, I am happy for them and also like sad for me. I, 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 I look, that is a universal thought. Like I, I know it like feels weird to say it out loud. You're not alone. I feel the same way. Like I feel the exact same way. I'm happy for people in our space or anybody for who have success, but I want success too. I'm working my ass off too for things. And yeah. it's not happening, you know? Yes. I hear you. I hear you. Your turn. Okay. I'm in a f- full blown body issue situation right now tell me more like we are when this is why probably because we are headed out on a vacation and so i'm like oh i need i need things to wear on this vacation and then i try things on and i'm like i hate the way my body looks why am i not doing anything to make it feel better look better and then it's just push and pull push and pull all day long Mm-hmm. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because sometimes I'm very like, eh, whatever, it is what it is. But then if I really want to wear that sleeveless tank top, then I start to like, I have like real moments of like panic. And especially like, I feel like there's this, we did this big swing, right? Of like, we come from this spot and then everything's all body positivity now. So now I'm not allowed to like, say I'm unhappy with things. I understand. I have a question for you. All right. In your personal Instagram followers, follows, uh, uh-huh. would you say you follow fashion influencers of many sizes? Um, no. Not many. I think it is hard and takes effort to diversify the people that we follow in every way. But I think diversifying what you see helps what you feel. I would agree with that. And I I will tell you, I have found a fashion influencer that I really enjoy, like, watching and what she shares and whatever. But I still find myself comparing my body to hers mm-hmm. and what she buys. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm having some weird... I don't know if it's like body dysmorphia. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a really hard time with it. So that's where I'm at with that. Great stuff. (laughs) 
I mean, self-hate is a real bitch. So, like, if there's any listeners out there who struggle with self-hate or self-loathing, like, I'm your gal. There's Email the podcast me. title for you right there. <laughs> so, my summer plans, you know, I had all these great summer plans. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's it, it's not going as planned, really. And now I feel like I'm running out of time. And I know you mentioned that earlier, too. Like, you feel like you're running out of time. Mm-hmm. So that's like a real bitch right now. And I don't know if it's because my daughter is getting older and I had like these big ideas of what our summer was going to look like. And that kind of got like flipped on its head because I was naive about the schedule that we were. uh, She's in summer school and sports. She's very busy, like Mm -hmm. opposite of what you mentioned earlier. And so when I thought we would have these pockets of time, we really don't. And therefore, I feel like it's slipping through my fingers and I don't know what to do about it, if anything. I think we don't we deal with this every single summer and every summer we're like, it's going to be different. And then we get into it and we realize it's it's not. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's funny you say that, because when I was making my notes for this episode last night, I was like, all this shit like comes up like every like six months for me. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, the body mm-hmm. issues. It's all triggered by summer usually. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like my summer plans are not working out. And oh, my God, I'm losing time. Like, so I think I think you're right. I think seasonally <laughs> in a real bad cycle. We need so to put maybe... some sort of like calendar reminder, like note to summer selves. Just let it ride. I know, right? Don't like stop trying to control what yeah. what we think and want it to be. You just got to let it ride. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Finally, and this is probably another another issue triggered by downtime is I don't know what my purpose is. Mhm. I'm really like having these like late night thoughts of like what am I doing here? Do How can I contribute more? Do I need a job, like a real job outside of podcasting? Mm-hmm, like this mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. stuff, guys, is a job. Like even though we're technically like taking a little bit of a break this summer, it's still behind the scenes is a lot of work. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. And then on top of that, Megan and I, I, I like to... Th- think I would call us entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and we're always trying to like figure out like how can we find another you know avenue for revenue or mm-hmm. Wh- mm-hmm. whatever and so it's all this stuff is constantly in my mind all the time I need to try to like produce and serve a purpose and, and it's overwhelming you know what I think contributes to that because I feel it very much I think this like a hustle culture mm-hmm. and b the proliferation of people on social media who are selling you the solution yes uh-huh uh, like i could tell you five different ways to make you a six-figure income based on <laughs> what tiktok is telling me right now right like, and to me i think people are making their money on their courses not actually doing the thing they're telling you that's happening. Absolutely. That's happening because I'm going to tell you, I bought a course earlier this year Uh that I've just revisited recently. And there's, you know, a, a private Facebook group. And in this private Facebook group, people are like, 
I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm following all the steps. I'm not making any money. So, yes, because that chick sold us a course. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's sitting pretty. Yes. Oh, God. So those are, that's what's going on in my life. Well, I think we should transition <laughs> to a segment I like to call What's Good? Because okay. we are 44 minutes into the recording of this podcast oh, and wow. so far, not much. All right. All right. I'm going to let right. you go first. When school ended this the summer, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter finished eighth grade, is moving on to high school. She's going to a brand new school. And I unfollowed and removed a ton of people from my Instagram and Facebook. And it feels so freaking liberating. You have no idea. I'm like, I'm never going to see these people again. I don't care. I don't like you. You're toxic. You're not kind. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, remove those people. It makes you feel so good. It makes me feel really good. Yeah, And, and I, I, I will tell you, like, I, I'm a little worried that if I do come across them in real life, like, and they call me out for it, not like I'm putting like all this content that they're going to be missing. But if they say like, oh, why did you unfollow me on Instagram? What am I going to say? I'm a little bit worried. Oh, uh, who, who's going to say that? Who's going to add on to your face? Nobody, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let that go. Okay. Here's another good thing. I've been traveling so much lately. Mm-hmm. These little weekend trips. You and I went to Salt Lake City. I took my daughter to Michigan last weekend. And in terms of Michigan, it was just she and I. And you know me. I don't like to travel, right? Nope. It's very overwhelming. I was so proud of myself that I was like able to navigate the airport and do all the things and get a rental car and drive in a state that I've never been in before. And like, I did it. I was so happy. It made me so happy. It made me want to do it more. That's huge for you. Because as you said, you don't like to travel. You don't like to plan travel. You don't like Mm -hmm. to be the person who's like, solely responsible for the travel plans. And so when you are traveling with your 15 year old, you're kind of the person. Right. So I think that's huge. I'm glad you loved it. Well, thanks so much. Okay, tell me some good things. Well, look, I did some great shorts prep for this summer. I have so many shorts that I'm happy to wear. And uh, one thing I did is I let go of jean shorts. Like, I still have a pair or two, but they're not (laughs) comfortable, you guys. And if you're telling me you've got the one pair that is fine, I'm sure there's some out there. I'm living for the drawstring shorts. I have so many pull-on, elastic waist, comfortable to wear shorts. It makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, that was the bright light of 2020 was the comfortable elastic pants that has now given way to shorts. And we are never going back. Never get like it used to be you had like one or two options, like maybe Target or Old Navy would make like a linen short. But there Mm -hmm. are so many out there and I'm here for it. Yeah, I feel like the elastic waistband used to just be such a no-no it was right. very matronly you yes. know what i mean i don't care like it's it's in the uh it, it's come down to target in the universal thread section guys we can wear an elastic waist everything yep mm-hmm. so my other good thing is I spent last summer looking at a backyard that was torn up, and I spent most days wondering if somebody would show up and work on my my pool. And again, I realized I'm coming from a place of extreme privilege, but we closed 
the curtain to our backyard in April of 2021 and didn't open them again until October of 2021 because I didn't I didn't want to look at it. Now, A, it's very pretty to look at, but also I spend time just floating in that pool, doing absolutely nothing, and it's great. Oh, that's so good. And here's a surprise. That pool has warmed up and stays warm, and I'm not having to heat the pool every day. Like, I can walk straight out there and straight in, and it's not that, like, bracing feeling that you usually Mm -hmm. get when you walk into a pool. Yeah. Um, So that is a happy surprise. That's great news. This episode was supposed to be a Pop Culture Club episode, and it is not for a couple of reasons. We are pushing our um, Pop Culture Club assignments to early August, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. We're just letting summer ride now. <laughs> but since it's going to be another month before we discuss our pop culture faves, we're going to do a mini pop culture club. Briefly, let's talk about like what we're watching and listening to or loving. So go first. I am a huge fan of Jeff Lewis. I loved every single episode of Flipping Out. I listened to his radio show and he's back with a new show. It's on Amazon Freebie, which I don't. You do not need another app. If you use the Amazon Prime app, it's linked through there, but you don't have to have Prime. Um, you don't have to have a paid Prime TV subscription to watch it. It's called Hollywood House Lift, and it's basically he's renovating the homes of celebrities. I enjoy it so much. He's Me not too. the, like, bloviating Jeff Lewis of his flipping out days where he yells at people all the time anymore. He's a little chilled out. He is. He's so chilled out. I He's still very funny. I like people he works with. But here's something interesting. He did Melissa Rivers' house. is one of the homes he did. And he had her on the radio this week. And um, they went way over budget. And he's like, eh, it was Amazon's budget. And I was like, <gasps> wait a minute. And then multiple times he referenced like, oh, yeah, we just billed that to Amazon. Oh, yeah, Amazon paid for most of this. And I was like, this really chapped my ass. And let me tell you why. If I were to go on an HGTV show where they renovate my home. No, you have to pay for that. Yes. They're like, you need a budget of X dollars, $50,000 or whatever. That's our, that's what we require you to come to the table with. Now, we bring the designer. We bring, you know, there's probably some benefits to being on HGTV, but you are paying for that. Mm-hmm. These celebrities with piles and piles of money are getting their renovations paid for. Yeah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Amazon, I was like, excuse me, Melissa Rivers has the money to do that $150,000 bathroom. Let me just stop you there. Yes, I am watching this show too. And she was complaining in an earlier episode about budget. And I was yes. like, are you kidding me that the sole heir of Joan Rivers is worried about $20,000 or whatever it was like they were concerned about. I was like, give me a break. This this chick's got tons of money. Yes. Yeah, I was a little annoyed by that. And now to hear that Amazon actually paid for it, it really pisses me off. What else are you uh, enjoying? I have not been watching a lot of TV. I have read eight books in the past two weeks. And um, one that I loved and would like to recommend as a beach read, in spite of the fact that I absolutely hate that designation, I do think it accurately describes the kind of book you're going to get, is a book called The Roughest Draft, written by Austin Sigmund Broca and Emily Wiberly. Interesting, because the premise of this book is there are two co-writers who had written a huge bestseller and then had a falling out that nobody at the start of the book, nobody knows why. They just stopped writing. They haven't spoken in years and they are now 
due to some circumstances forced to work together again. It is an enemies to lovers storyline, which I don't always love. In fact, often dislike, but I very much enjoy this book. And now seeing that this book was co-written by a man and a woman, I need to dig a little deeper because much of what they talk about, they're like, you're always putting yourself on the page. Is there something between this Mm. co-writing team? Great summer read. It was in my Pouring Over Books box, which is the subscription box by our friend LaShawn Wiltz, which is a books and coffee box. And finally, I would just like to say next week, Big Brother returns, and I am looking forward to it. Me too. Summer TV has been kind of light, and I'm just looking for that, you know, comfortable, familiar show that I can put on every night and watch somebody else's drama. Yeah, this episode drops Tuesday, July 5th. Big Brother begins July 6th tomorrow. Yay! Okay, for me... I've been listening to so much music, specifically Rex Orange County, which I'm sure you've never heard of before. This is the guy that I took my daughter to go see in Michigan. He's an English guy. His name is Alex O'Connell, and they used to call him the OC. And so that's how like Orange County came. It's just weird. I always feel like I have to explain it yeah. <laughs> because we live in Orange County. from the OC. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, I really enjoy his music. I really enjoyed his live show. My daughter probably hates me now because I, I've, you know, bogarted her list. It's not cool anymore. Probably not. Also on that playlist, Harry Styles. Been listening to a lot of Harry Styles. Yeah, me too. Very much looking forward to his live show later this year. Yes. Do you have Peacock? Funny that you ask. I actually watched the first episode of what you're about to say, but I do not have Peacock Premium, and I'm about to subscribe for this reason. Because you want to see every episode of The Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip, Former Housewives, whatever it's called, right? Yeah, I want to watch Tamara's season because I enjoy a Tamara mess. She's a real mess. I love it. Real mess. And I'm going to tell you, it was either first or second episode. There was this whole fight over COVID vaccines. And it just made me realize that the OG from the OC is a real piece of garbage so uh, shocker not a shocker but i was like i was almost embarrassed for her like you need to shut up on national tv right now (laughs) the shit you're saying because you are so wrong like they should have put a disclaimer on the tv but this season compared to season one season one they like went to like turks and caicos or some tropical island somewhere this season season two they're at dorinda's Bluestone Manor. (laughs) And it gives a... She's really territorial and particular about her home. Uh And so that seems to be like a through line of tension as well. I'm into it. I like it. Lastly, I am revisiting the first of the year book that I really, really loved. Mel Robbins' The High Five Habit. Yeah, Remember you need when I, high fives back in your life. I think so. I just need to revisit it because I'm telling you, I got like, I got like a imposter syndrome, mm. FOMO, self-hate, self-loathing. Like I just needed some positivity in my ears. So I'm revisiting that book because I really liked it. And there's some really good like tools and takeaways in there to feel better. Oh, good. I'm so glad you're doing that. That makes me happy. You'll start to see like high five pictures on my Instagram. I can't wait. (laughs) Even though this is a weird episode, we're still going to do an approved item. And mine was inspired by yours. So why don't you go first? (laughs) 
I don't drink coffee anymore these days, like at all, because it just tears up my stomach. So it's Uh either like iced tea or Red Bull. I have found Red Bull again, and it is so delicious. I had forgotten how much I loved it. Coffee Um, tears up your stomach, but Red Bull doesn't? You guys, I don't know why. I don't, I'm sure it's full of weird chemicals. I know it is. This is, this is not advice to drink it, but I love love it. it. I love it. And I used to drink the sugar-free, like that was my jam, only because Jessica Simpson used to drink it, and that's why. (laughs) I am so embarrassed to admit it. I was a real Jessica Simpson stan for a long time. Um, But I don't like, you know, I don't like fake sugar. (laughs) So so I drink the original, which I don't know what the hell's in that, but like. You like your Red Bull fully organic. (laughs) Yeah, fully. (laughs) So good. It's so good. Speaking of loaded with chemicals, but also delicious, let me paint a picture for you. Wendy and I are in Utah. It is 100 degrees the entire time we're there. It is dry as a bone. My eyes have shriveled up to nothing. (laughs) My throat is dry. My nose is dry. Like my body is revolting and it is our final day and we're headed to the airport and we stop at the gas station and I go inside. I'm like, I need a Gatorade. And Wendy says, oh, get me a green one. I walk inside, I'm looking at the Gatorade, and I almost reach for the lemon-lime. But that's more of a yellow, and I realize there was an actual green Gatorade. And I just grabbed it, and I also grabbed two cups with the good ice, Mm -hmm. which really made this moment. And I leave, and Wendy goes, green apple Gatorade? I meant lemon-lime. At this point, the ship has sailed, and I was like, well, let's just see how it is. It is a radioactive color of green. <laughs> but there was something in that moment that it was so delicious. Now, I think probably any Gatorade would have been delicious in that moment, but it was so good. I have since repurchased it. And here's the thing. I don't think Gatorade on its own, it would never be like my first choice of a drink. Really? Like, I'm never going to be like, I'll have a Gatorade with that burger. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, like, fills a purpose. But if you want the experience of drinking an ice-cold Jolly Rancher, I cannot recommend the Green Apple Gatorade (laughs) enough. Because odds are you've just been passing it over for a classic, like, blue. Don't even know what flavor the blues are. Or the the red. Or the yellow, I think, are probably the top three. Uh Uh-huh. Check out the green apple. They do sell it here in California. I bought it when we were on our vacation in Oregon. My children love Gatorade. They did not like this. (gasps) What? I was like, more for mama. I like to let you know that I purchased some this week as well. And have you had it since then? (laughs) Not not yet. It's it's getting cold. It's in the refrigerator. Um, I like it. I told my 14-year-old, I was like, oh, green apple Gatorade is so good. And she's like, bleh. I was like, what? (laughs) What's wrong with these children? We have been publishing mini episodes this summer. So far, we've done a summer meal plan and our favorite summer drink. So if you've missed those episodes, we skip all the hullabaloo and jump right into talking about those things. They're quick 20-minute episodes in and out. So give those a listen if your summer plans aren't panning out the way you thought you would and you need something a little bit shorter. We got you. Don't forget, you can always leave a 
five-star rating and a review. Wendy's linking that in the show notes for you in case you're wondering exactly how to do it. If you visit meganandwendy.com slash Apple Podcast, it will take you directly to the spot you need to be in to leave your review. Never feel weird about sending us an email. We love receiving them and we look forward to receiving many until the next time we talk to you. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.